0: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I am so glad to have you here with us for this live stream. We're going to be talking about the difference between yoga therapy and other modalities. And I have with me Anissa Hudak. Uh, she is um, somebody who has uh, went through PSD and she's a two-time rape survivor and she teaches yoga, yoga therapy how we can use that to heal ourselves. You know, she says, issues are in our tissues. So you want to really understand the the difference. And as I mentioned before, I never knew about yoga when I was going through my trauma. So I used the word of God. To me, the word was, I built my cell phone and where I got my healing from. So for many of us, we have different ways of experiencing things and what we need to do to do that. Having a veteran of the Vietnam War And having worked in different areas, working with soldiers and treating soldiers um, with holistic treatments, Anissa is well-placed to give us the answers uh, of what she is working with. When I say she was not only a daughter of a Vietnam, not that that she was in Vietnam, but a daughter of a, a Vietnam veteran, but she's also a member of the Iraq and Afghanistan veterans. And for over 20 years, that's for over 20 years, for three years, she volunteered as a Warrior Transition Battalion at Riley, Kansas, providing yoga therapy, meditation, and other holistic therapies to soldiers and their family. And also, having understand that and having been through that, um, she understands how that could help with your your trauma and also with PTSD. So she was inspired to create a trauma healing yoga therapy program, which is how she works. So I have, we are here today so we're going to be talking about all these different things and we are going to have a free flow conversation which is going to give you an understanding i like to bring all these different things because i think what happens is that when we do that we get a better understanding of different things and we can see whether that works for us or not and, and we can make a decision it's all about having choices it's all about making choices and choosing the right choice for you so that you could receive your healing so anisea thank you very much for being here with us. And I will just open the floor so that you can tell the audience a little bit more about you, or we can go right into the topic.
1: Well, thank you for having me on today. I'm so excited to be here. And uh, yes, I'm a certified yoga therapist. I, I love what I do. I have the best gig in the world, and I really love to watch people have a shift on their mat. Okay. <laughs> so when
0: you say you love to see them have a shift, can you go into that a little bit more detail?
1: Sometimes you watch a person come in and and you can just see the weight of the world on their shoulders. They have this big gray cloud above them, and you can just tell that they're under stress. You know, to see them on the mat and all of a sudden to see it melt away, and that moment where it's like, huh, or the moment where they make a connection or something, you know, something connects for them, and you see the light bulb go on or the connecting the dots or whatever. When you get to see that for a person on the mat, is just amazing. Do
0: you? T- them through a process or is it just the exercise that they do? Is it the breathing? How, how do you approach? And what is the difference between the modalities? You have yoga and you have yoga therapy. So what is the difference between those two?
1: Well, if you were to think of yoga as a big pie yeah. and you split the pie down in half, on one side you have fitness-based yoga, which is wonderful stuff. Ashtanga and Bikram and coed, naked hot yoga and aerial yoga and all kinds of fun stuff. And then on the other side, you have yoga therapy. And what we do in yoga therapy is we we work with a specific, a group of people to help them achieve a goal. So it could be yoga for arthritis, yoga for MS, yoga for cardiac rehab or cancer, Parkinson's, whatever it is. I happen to work with PTSD, trauma-related issues, and TBIs, traumatic brain injuries. And we work specifically with those group of people to help them achieve a goal, whether it's managing symptoms, whether it's it's some sort of healing. So they could eventually go potentially back to a regular fitness-based yoga class if they wish, or they could continue with their yoga therapy, depending on what their needs are.
0: Okay. Is it that the. Yoga is more on the breathing, the different techniques that they would use uh, that will then help them in the area of concern. Because in in reading your your website, talk about the issues are in the tissues. So I wanted wanted you to go in a little bit more about that and how, when we, I I think I have an understanding when you say the issues are in the tissues, but I think for somebody who probably don't have an understanding of that, can you explain a bit more? and go into a little bit depth. Because did you use, if I go into this a little bit more, did you use having been a survivor of rape wise? Did you have come across yoga at that point of time in your trauma when you were going through that trauma? Or is that something you then came across later on in life?
1: Well, I was raped the first time when I was 18, and I was not aware of anything like this. Um, I did what everybody else does. I went to talk therapy and I found over the years that I had to keep going back to talk therapy because I, I and I just kept talking about it and rehashing it again and again. And I wasn't finding any real closure. And then I um, started with yoga teacher training classes many years later. I, I guess that was about 2013. I started with teacher training classes. One of the groups of classes that they were offering was for PTSD. And at the time, my husband was active duty. We lived right outside of Fort Riley, Kansas, in a huge community that is retired and active duty military. I thought, well, I should take those classes and bring them back to my community so I could be of service. However, I was about halfway through the first day of the first class, and I realized that the person I really needed to work on was right here, that I still had things from that rape when I was 18 that was really holding me back and I hadn't realized it. And so it kind of became a journey of um, self-discovery, self-recovery. And then along the way, I, I happened to be raped again. And I, um, I was able to put on my clinician hat and say, okay, what would you tell your client? And now take that hat off and go get to work. And so that's what I did. I found that the yoga therapy was so therapeutic for me. And there's a lot of different reasons for that. And here's where we get into the the science of yoga therapy. We actually hold trauma on a cellular level in our bodies. And although you go to talk therapy and and you work it out in your heart and, and in your head, you still have to move it out of your body because it's still being held. And so with this yoga, we are able to really move the body in very scientifically designed method to help release that trauma. So that's as simple and as complicated as it is.
0: Okay. So we're using science to really work the body, to move the body in specific ways that will help to release the trauma from, from the body.
1: Yes. From where it's stored. Yeah.
0: So when that happens, when that takes place, how do they connect? Is it that they're connecting through the different movements that you are doing, that they are doing, or they're getting that freedom? to to do with that. And then, because you mentioned that when they're on the the mat and you can see the release or get a connection, is that when it happens or is that something that they, because you go to talk therapy and you keep going back again and again and you're talking about it but when they come to the yoga therapy, is that something that they have to continue doing to just keep their mind at peace or they use that as a form of meditation? And how does that weigh up?
1: Well, so my scope of practice is that I help people move the trauma out of their bodies. I am not a talk therapist. Okay. That being said, PTSD is a whole body condition. It is not just a mental health condition. In fact, it doesn't even start as a mental health condition. It starts in the body first. And because of that, we have to really encompass the whole client, not only with the talk therapy, but also with movement. We have to move the body to help release it from the body. It kind of comes back to, you know, what is PTSD and how does it start in the body? Mm -hmm. I'll ask you, have you ever seen two dogs fight? Yes. (laughs) Okay. And when they are walking away from one another, they're done fighting and they're walking away. Have you ever noticed what they do? I don't think I've paid attention uh,
0: to what they do.
1: Maybe maybe you noticed and didn't even realize it. Did you notice them shaking? Yes, they do. They shake. Okay. Remember that because that's important. We live as humans. We live our daily lives in the upper echelon part of our brain. So this is where we're doing like math problems and grocery lists. And this is also where our emotional regulation is held up in the upper echelon brain. Well, and then we also have the reptilian brain and that takes care of things like blinking, breathing, telling us to go to the bathroom. I mean, things we don't really think about. It just kind of happens in the background this is also where the fight flight freeze or fawn mechanism is held let's say we're in a car accident and we're thrown into a traumatic situation instinctively our body goes into survival mode we're taken out of the upper echelon brain and put into the reptilian brain our whole focus is on survival and we're not even thinking about it our body is just doing so after the episode, we need to return to the upper echelon brain. And the way to do that is to reset the central nervous system. And guess how we do that? We shake. I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but we're animals. And we have to do the same thing like the dogs do. They're resetting their central nervous system. So once we do that, then we, we hop back into the upper echelon brain and we go about our business. However, what happens if we don't shake? And that's when we get into PTSD. And that's when you see it manifest as a lot of mental health issues because the emotional regulation is held in the upper echelon brain and we're not there. We can't tap into that. And so that's why you see, you see folks with a lot of anger issues, crying, depression, anxiety, hypervigilance, um, all kinds of different things that occur because they have no emotional regulation. What we're able to do with the yoga therapy is we can actually mimic that shaking mechanism. To help them reset the central nervous system.
0: So is that why when you do the treatment, you shake your hands and stuff like that? Instead? No, actually
1: what we do is we work as a specific muscle group to exhaustion. Okay. And have you ever been to the gym and you worked your arms and all of a sudden they're like jelly and they're, they're shivering leg day and your, your thighs are quivering and shaking. So that's kind of what we're doing. We're, we are working a specific muscle group to exhaustion to the point where it's shake, helping folks actually reset that central nervous system. Okay. Another really fascinating thing that we can do is with the yoga, you have to be present. Like if you're not there on the mat in your Mm -hmm. mind, you're going to fall over. You have to be present on your mat. Well, folks with PTSD, they're either so anxious, they're living in the future, thinking about everything that could possibly go wrong, or they're living in depression and they're living back behind them and reliving that episode. Yoga makes them present and it might be the only hour of the day or that they're actually present. And the third thing we're able to really accomplish is yoga. The word yoga means to yoke, means to bring together. And what we're bringing together is the brain and the body. When you have PTSD, the brain and the body are no longer talking to one another. They're offline because your central nervous system is offline. However, with yoga, we are able to help the body and the brain start talking to one another again. Everyone's trauma is individual, like like your thumbprint. And so is your healing journey. And so people ask me, well, how long does it take it could take one session it could take three years worth of sessions it all depends on on the individual and how much they put into it and how often they go so there's no rhyme or reason and it's not a bad thing it's just however long it is what it takes that's what we're able to accomplish by utilizing yoga therapy
0: i know one of the things you said about you spoke about before is about when women have been through sexual abuse and things like that that this can help them so for someone who been through whether it's male or female who because men go through abuse as well in doing so what what would you recommend that they they do and how i know you say is how it's um is how much they put into it and someone sitting down and listening to this right now how would they see that that is uh, of benefit to them if they're still questioning how can this help me or i know you talk about bringing the brain and the body together because when you have especially the brain and the body don't speak anymore for somebody who has mean to trauma in that sense? How would you get them when they come to you? How would you get them to do it in a different way?
1: You know, it's all science. Yoga is all science. I hate to burst anybody's bubble again, but it's all science. <laughs> the science doesn't lie. Work. It's worked for hundreds and thousands of people. I can't make people get on a mat unless they want to get on a mat. I'm not in the convincing business. I can tell them how it works and what it's going to do. However, when people have PTSD, they have to want to get the help and they have to want to do the work. And so, again, I can explain to them how it works and what we're going to do, but it's all about whether they want the help, they're ready to accept the help, and they work at it. You have to work at it. It's
0: like everything else you have to put the effort in if you want to. If you want to get your healing, you have to put the work into it to get to get that out. So if you have someone who is coming to you and they you're finding that they are not um, applying the work, applying what they need to, how can you, you know, you said you're not in the uh, forcing business and no one should be forced to do anything. But I'm trying to to get to the point of how do you how do you how do you get them to to see that this could be of benefit to them? And if they not they see that, what else can you do to assist them, to help them?
1: One of the things I really like to talk to my clients about, what symptoms are they really dealing with? Mm-hmm. You know, what are their major symptoms? A lot of folks have problems with sleep. Getting them to settle down into a yoga nidra, which is a type of meditation. Sometimes that's the most convincing thing that that helps, if you will, because they get to see and they get to experience it. And it's a really easy way because a lot of, you know, a lot of folks come in and say, well, I'm not flexible enough to do yoga. Okay. And then I say to them, if you go to the gym and you're and you're lifting weights, did you do that because you're already strong? No, you do it to build strength. And that's what yoga is. You're going to build your flexibility. However, in the beginning, sometimes just something simple like doing a yoga nidra. Um, yoga nidra is amazing. Twenty minutes of yoga nidra rest is equivalent to two hours of sleep. And for somebody who's not sleeping well, that's really enticing. And so sometimes I, you know, I I start with that. If they're really non-believers, there are different ways to accomplish what we're doing. Maybe the person would be better served, maybe they would be better served kickboxing or martial arts or something to that effect. Potentially. They may not get all of the benefits that you would get from the yoga therapy. However, it might help. I'm just biased. I like yoga therapy. I think it's all in one and it takes care of everything. But for some people, they can't. They can't be what they feel like still enough. Even though in my class, you're not really still. It's not very Zen. And that's okay because in the the stillness is where all of the scary stuff lives. If folks are really not into the yoga, there's other ways, like I said, running, kickboxing, what have you. You know, but again, I, I'm, they have to want to be on the mat. They have to want the help. And even though they might try it now and it may not, may not really resonate with them, what I tell all of my clients, get a book. Start writing down all the stuff that you tried. And it's six months, eight months, 12 months go back and try it again. Because at that point, you're a different person and you're at a different place in your healing journey. And just because it didn't resonate with you at month six, it might resonate with you at month 18.
0: I can see that because change happens. You know, change is constant and, and we change. But I'd like to go back to something. You said you hate to to bust um, people's bubbles about what you gay. So what I'm gathering from you is that is it, I'm going to ask the question, is it that yoga, most people would say that yoga is a spiritual thing. Are you trying to tell me that yoga is not a spiritual thing? It is, is, uh, is working on science. And she's going to unpack that for me a bit more, because I'm asking these questions, as
1: think. They- well, it's a great question. And I, I get that. Uh, I get questions that a lot, actually living, especially living here in Kansas. Um, is yoga a religion? Is it spiritual based that? kind of stuff. It's, it's kind of an enigma. It's both. It is science. It's very much science. However, there is something that happens on the mat that really taps into your spirit. It can bring you closer to your religion. Yoga is not a religion. It can help a gap and maybe and make you more spiritual within not only yourself, but also with your own religion. But it is not a religion. Yoga is not a religion, but it is this enigma because my mat, I I always say that my mat is a magical mat because I can get on my mat and, you know, beforehand I could be working on something. I might have a problem. I might have something on my mind. You know, how am I going to accomplish this? and I will be on my mat and I will be present. I'll be in a pose. And all of a sudden I get the solution. The the solution just comes to me. I wasn't even thinking about it. So I always, I always say that my mat is magical because it always seems to have the answers that I need. It brings me In touch with a deeper me, a higher me, and it's an enigma. It's both. It's both science and spiritual. However, not
0: so in bringing you to to a sense of your higher you is working is working within. It's not just working on the outside, but is it working within yourself, understanding where you are and what needs to happen is that what i'm gathering or am i getting it off track
1: no it is it's it's you're working your body and yet your brain is working, you don't even realize it, and your heart and your spirit, they're, they're just being nurtured at the same time. It, it's a beautiful thing. I never thought I was gonna teach yoga. I had no aspirations of ever teaching. I only took the classes, so I didn't have to go to somebody else's class. I didn't wanna be on anybody else's schedule, but I wanted to keep myself safe. And when I realized that yoga is a gift, I didn't want to go teach. I wanted to just go share this gift. It has been so meaningful for me that to be able to go out and share that gift with someone else and have them find peace, maybe even just a good workout, whatever they take from it. That's the beauty of it. You don't want it to be spiritual for you. That's okay. You know, don't take it. Just take the workout. You can take what you need and leave the rest behind because it's your practice. Something
0: I've been talking about this week is about choices, making choices, choosing what is best for you and applying that to yourself and getting what you need to get from it to help you to to move forward, to help you to break down those different barriers or anything that is a block from you moving forward.
1: Absolutely. You have the choice to take what you want out of your, your own yoga practice, mm-hmm. whether it's just the the physicality on the mat or whether you go a little bit deeper and you work the inside person. It, it's your choice. And that's the beauty of it. And nobody nobody has to tell you what it is. You get to choose. I think it's such an
0: important thing to be able to choose. I think that's the one thing that sometimes most people stop from making, 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 From choosing, from taking that decision to make a choice and thinking that somebody else has to make that choice for them. But what I'm understanding is that in doing yoga, what it does is helps you to find that deeper self. It all depends on what it is you are looking for, how much you want to to understand the, the deeper you. And to get in touch with yourself because working from a deeper level gives you that understanding. And from what the practice that I do in terms of my meditation and everything is uh, when you get to that deeper self, that, that soul, that super conscious part of you. Is that's where the healing come from when you start to do the work. So is it the same? Would you be saying that in the same, same essence, this is what is going to be happening with whatever choice or decision they make, whichever modality they choose? Because I'm understanding that the difference between the yoga therapy and the normal yoga, if if I'm getting it right. I just want to ask these different questions so that the audience understands.
1: Well, it's the same as true with with fitness-based yoga as it is with yoga therapy. Again, you get to choose what you want to take off the mat. If it's just about the poses, that's totally cool. You're going to get a great workout. However, if you decide you want to go a little deeper, that's great too. It's all about choices. Uh,
0: one of the audience have a question. She said it, not a question, which she said is very interesting. She gets it when she swim or walk. The ideas, answers come to her. Um, she feel that it is because uh, um, she give her brain space. So, how would you would you would you attribute it to that? Or what she's saying?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Taking walks in the fall is like the best thing. I love that. Like at four o'clock in the afternoon, that is like my my time. I love to take walks. And the the air is a little cooler. It seems to clear my head a little. It does give me more brain space. I totally understand what she's saying. And I love that. Um, I can even do that first thing in the morning when the sun is shining and it's coming in on, on my mat. I feel that too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it doesn't have to always look like yoga therapy. She brings up a great point. It's It's not just about that. It's however you find you're able to find that brain space. And so you're well. Because
0: I like walking as well. And I until I when I wake up in the morning, I just lay back and just, just kind of sink into the, whether it's a bed or I get up from the bed and go into the sitting room and lie on the couch and just sink into that and just meditate. Or whether I get up and I go to the window, I have a specific window I go to, and I just welcome in the day and just stand there and just take everything in. So I suppose uh, you don't have to be on a mat to get that done, but uh, you can choose uh, if that, doing the different pose and having somebody guide you through that, uh, and that becomes very helpful so you can get uh, with your deeper self.
1: That could absolutely work, yeah. And sometimes people do need the guidance because sometimes they're like, I just don't know how to do this, but I know I want to do this. And so having somebody there to guide them through it is really helpful for a lot of people, especially, you know, folks who are dealing with PTSD, they're so overwhelmed and frustrated and stressed. And sometimes they just really need somebody to kind of help them come up beside them and, and take them for a couple steps on the journey so they don't feel so alone. They have the guidance.
0: Oh, I can. So so tell me what else can, I, I know it's helping with the trauma that somebody would have gone through, whether that is sexual trauma or rape or because they might be suffering from post-traumatic syndrome or any other form of trauma that they may have gone through. How else can they benefit? What other benefits can they receive from doing yoga besides releasing themselves? They get to understand themselves a little bit better. Can they be able to move forward in understanding how they should go forward or is it that it gives them that time to get in tune with themselves and get their healing coming through?
1: Everything you just said, yes, 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 and yes. It does all of that. It does all of that. It's amazing. It it really is. It's an amazing gift and it touches people in so many different ways. Again, everybody gets to choose, especially those of us who, well, anyone who's dealt with PTSD your control is taken away. Your choice has been taken away. And, you know, you find yourself very um, helpless in a situation. This particular type of yoga practice, this yoga therapy, we are giving people the option choice back. They get to take their power back. They get so to I was just choices. about to say that. Yeah, they get <laughs> their power back. Mm-hmm. You know, they um, they get to make choices for themselves. You know, we'll be in tree pose and I'll say, okay, your arms are accruciments. Like you can have them here. You can have them here. You can have them here. You, you know, whatever you want. How do you want to have your arms today in this moment? and people have the choice. That is very empowering, just to be able to choose how they wanna hold their arms for a pose. They're making decisions for themselves. They're taking back their power. And so it's it's very empowering, but they're also getting the physical benefit. Not only are we doing, you know, resetting the central nervous system and what have you, but just like physical yoga, you know, fitness-based, excuse me, yoga is the fountain of youth. As you do more and more yoga, your skin becomes clearer and brighter. Your joints stop Crinkling and cracking—all of you know—you you you might lose some weight. Who knows? It's a great thing. So, quite frankly, I think that yoga is just—you know—the answer to all. Um, I might be a little biased.
0: So, it's basically a form of exercise uh, because you mentioned about helping you to lose weight and helping you to become more flexible. uh, I believe as well. So, Mm -hmm. helps you to become more flexible, help you to lose weight, and help you to—I guess—your concentration help concentration, and most importantly, helping you to move those, people you will say, inflammation within your joints and, and the muscles and things like that, that is going to be shifting. But it's about you taking, it's like everything else, every form of exercise is making sure you eat well as well to really help to make that shift. Is that going to be part of it like any other normal type of exercise?
1: It can be. Eating for PTSD, we have to eat a little bit- Different. Um, Clean eating is very important for us, though, you know, for those of us dealing with PTSD. Um, One of the things is that because we, um, our our central nervous system is kind of on the fritz, if you will, the synapses in our brain stop connecting the way they should be. And they kind of get scrambled. And so when you have that kind of a situation, if you're eating a lot of prepackaged or fast convenience food that have a lot of chemicals in them, those chemicals get in the way of those synapses. So not only do you have it because of the PTSD, but now you're flooding your system with, you know, all of these chemicals, you're creating even more of a situation where the synapses in your brain are not connecting the way they should. So clean eating is really important for for those of us dealing with PTSD.
0: Okay. So when you say clean eating, I know some people may understand what clean eating is, but I can ask you to go in a little bit further and talk about when you say clean eating, what do you mean by clean eating? I understand, but I just want you to go in for a little bit more to somebody who may not understand what clean eating is.
1: It really means taking a lot of the chemicals out of the food that we're eating. You know, watching how much prepackaged food you take in, how much convenience foods, fast foods that you're eating, you really want to lay off of those. Hamburger helper, don't buy it in the box, make it yourself. Things like that, you really want to, you know, look out for things like that. Organic is better, less pesticides, less chemicals, free range. You're looking for things that are as clean as possible without any chemicals. And that's yeah. the you know the important thing without the chemicals.
0: I think it's so important food wise. I suppose if you have your own garden, then it's easy for you to create that and to get those things. But when you don't have your own garden, you have to make sure you it takes a bit longer in the preparation of your food, but it is much better because then you know what you're putting in there and it's not having all these different chemicals within it. And so it's always always important as as um they said to eat have clean food and and we have been told about that time and time again and it's making sure you eat foods from all the different food groups that would really help to build the different systems of your body. You know, you talk about the nervous system, but we also have our um our immunity, our immune system and our uh, stem cells and all these different systems of the body that we need to make sure when we eat in, we eat in to protect ourselves. We're not living to eat but we're eating to live and and that will really help and go a long way in helping to treat not just the psd but other forms of of trauma in our bodies Mm -hmm. so is there any other thing that you would recommend that someone do as we come into the end of our session
1: i would just say surround yourself with a healing team that really meets your needs you know we just dis- we discussed the difference between yoga therapy and yoga um you're not going to be able to go down to your corner yoga studio and get yoga therapy potentially. There is a difference. Uh, My classes are are run very differently because of the needs of those kinds of folks. And so, you know, you really want to make sure that you're getting the right kind of um, yoga therapy. You can also, you also want to have a talk therapist on board because you, again, want to really help the whole person. And so by doing that, your therapist, your talk therapist, you really want to find someone who deals specifically with Sexual trauma, a family counselor or a marriage therapist, they have theirs, those are specific things. They may not be the best choice for you if you're dealing with sexual trauma. And so, you know, when you when you come down with cancer, you get a whole team of doctors and they all do different things. Well, when you're on your healing journey from PTSD, you need to surround yourself with a whole team to get you to the finish line. And so really finding people who really meet your needs. That is key.
0: I think it's so important. That's a very, very um, important key in terms of surrounding yourself with the right people. If you don't surround yourself with the right people, in terms of you receiving your healing process and getting to the end, it's going to be quite difficult. Because if they don't believe the same thing that you believe, if they don't have the same methodology that you have, that can be very hard for you to move forward so I can understand that, you know, I I understand what it is uh, it means to have a team of people around you that really meet your needs and is there to stand in the gap for you, and is there to hold you, hold your hands, and and take you through on that journey. That's such an important thing. And and when you talk about, yes, you can have. I, I suppose as well. You're thinking about it when you when you're thinking about having a team. Is like an athlete. An athlete have a coach, but not only does, does an athlete have a coach, he has a therapist who, who is going to massage their their muscles. You have a physiotherapist, whether it's a physiotherapist or whoever. You have a team of people. So it's likewise when you're going through certain trauma, you need to have a specialist, it's like having a specialist team around you to really help you to get to that place and to continue with that process. So I yeah. say that's what you, you are generally
1: saying. Yes, absolutely. And don't skimp on it. I mean, you know, we're taught at a very young age that if we break a bone, we're going to go to the hospital, we're going to get an x-ray, we're going to get a cast, it's going to be healed in six weeks, and we're going to be fine. However, none of us are really taught how to reset our central nervous system. And yet we all have one. Don't skimp on this. This is just as important as a broken arm. It's the same thing. You just have to go about it a little differently to help yourself heal. Yeah. So don't don't skimp on it. Get yourself yeah. a good team around you.
0: Yeah, and I think because sometimes you can you can think about and you can think, well, oh, I don't need it. But when you really look at it, it's like you said, if you if you have a if you're suffering with it a particular illness, as you suggest, if you suffer with cancer, you're going to have a team of doctors around you, but not only a team of doctors, you're going to have the nurses, and they all specialised in different areas, so that's why you have a specialist team around you who is going to help you with that. And you see, I want to thank you for taking your time to explain the difference between the different modalities between the yoga and the yoga therapy, and to understand that it is a, a science and it's not a religion it can be spiritual for you if you you want it to be in that way because you have a choice and it all depends and i suppose if I can ask one more question when we talk about the, the spirituality and the religion, the religion side, uh, if think go back to you not wanting to bust bubbles, uh, can you just explain a little bit more about the the difference between the two? I think maybe just a few sentences.
1: So I think what you're asking me is the difference between spirituality and religion. Yeah, yes?
0: No, not not just the difference between the spirituality and the religion. is the difference in the, the, the yoga therapy and the yoga, just the just those two because they are two different modalities,
1: aren't they? Yes. Well the like yeah. I said, the, the yoga is fitness based mm-hmm. and the yoga therapy is more driven by the group of people we're working with. Yeah. As far as you know religion and spirituality, you know, religion is a, a man made dogma, whereas spirituality is really how you feel within yourself, and it's your relationship with yourself. One of the beautiful things about yoga, whether it's fitness-based or therapy, is that it can help you, if you choose, to have a deeper relationship with yourself.
0: Right. I I tend to refer to that the me and my God, (laughs) you know, uh, because everybody is different, whether it wants to be the universe or whoever it is you choose as your supreme power, Um, the person that you you look up to, whether that is the sun, the moon, or the sky you, you worship, it's me and my God because like I said you know, I never knew, like you I never knew about yoga you know, when I was going through my own trauma. I just rely on the word because the word was so important in terms of the words I speak, the word I spoke to myself when someone, and this is when we talk about team, having a team when someone would use a particular word which I think maybe was derogative or it meant to pull me down whatever I counteracted that with something a bit more positive. I didn't hold on to that you know, we tend to hold on to so much things and people throw at us but we you know we have got to learn how to reject that and just input some goodness in, in ourselves so it's important to know what it is you're putting in it's like eating food we talk about clean food eh? eating the right type of food to help our physical body, to help our body and heal. But so likewise, we need to heal our mind as well and our body by using the right words, that spiritual, getting down deep and understanding, getting deeper within ourselves and understanding. So as we come to a close, and if you want to tell anyone how they can reach you, because I'm going to put all your details within the podcast as well. So if you want to tell people how they can reach you, they have that connection and they want to get to know more about um, what you do in terms of the therapeutic side of things, and how that can help them and the team of people that can be around them, what would you recommend them to do?
1: Um, Well, if folks want to reach out to me, I'm at traumahealingyoga.com. I do have a free downloadable body scan meditation, which is great if you need to recharge your battery, or you're looking for some help with some sleep. It is a wonderful vehicle to help you. I'm all over social media like like a bad penny. I just keep showing up. Trauma Healing Yoga, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm all over the place. I you know, would love to be able to, to chat with anyone who is interested and them create their healing team.
0: Thank you so much for being with us today. I do hope that you guys have been able to get some nuggets and you know, you can find something in there that you can hold on to and there will be things that you can take and you can using to help you with your own trauma but again if you want to connect with uh, lisa you can do so you can also connect with me as a you know when we're talking about surrounding yourself and finding the right people to have a chat to to speak to to help you on your journey because when we when you have been through something it's um, it helps you to understand uh, what it is you've been through and then you can help others and that's the whole purpose of why anissa does what she does and why i do what i do because of the experiences that we've had and we have gone through and we have worked through that and be able to become overcomers and unstoppable that's what this is about so it's helping you to gain wisdom gain understanding and gain knowledge so that you can use those things to help yourself to move forward. So once again, thank you so much for being here with us. I appreciate you very much and I appreciate everyone who have been listening. Take care and God bless. Speak to you guys soon.